Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, last night during the game between the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Brisbane Broncos, uh, on field, a lot of action from South Sydney's end, but most of the action was coming from the sideline, essentially. There was news breaking left, right and centre. We had Vossi who announced that he has heard that Matt Lodge will be leaving. He'll be at the New Zealand Warriors soon. Uh, Vossi's mail has quite often been a little bit hit and miss, so wait and see on that. But we also heard Corey Parker break the news that Tavita Pangai Jr. has been told that he can look elsewhere. And that was then confirmed after the game when Tavita Pangai Jr., to his credit, uh, he just played 80 minutes, getting absolutely slapped by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Wouldn't have been fun for him. Uh, faced up, sort of gave a couple of little backhanders, I thought, uh, to the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, but obviously, coming off a big loss like that, uh, I was talking to some mates today, and they were sort of saying, oh, you can understand if he is a little bit salty, but... Some of the things that Tavita has said, it like, I mean, for him to say that, you know, our oh, contracts aren't worth what they're written on, it sort of seemed like a little bit of a stab towards the Broncos for me. And look, speaking to Tavita a couple of times, he did a dream team for me last year, spoke to him a little bit there. And look, he, he was lovely. Really nice bloke, good fella. Messaged me a number of times to change it and stuff and genuinely cared about what the, the little thing he was doing to me. Would have been completely irrelevant to him. So I understand Tavita is a good fella. From what I've heard from other people, they all like Tavita. But I mean, I think you've got to be a little bit more self-aware than this and understand that this club has stood by you through some serious shit. This club has stood by you when you have been inconsistent as all hell, this club has stood by you when you've had brain explosion after brain explosion after brain explosion. And maybe maybe some part of this falls on the head of the Brisbane Broncos and the way they've handled Tavita Pangai Jr. throughout his career. But, geez, I think it's a bit rich to try and throw at this club like they've done the wrong thing by you. I mean, you got to remember, the end of last year, we're all in lockdown. The game's gone into lockdown to keep the game alive. Um, there's Tavita breaking the COVID rules, hanging out with bikies. I mean, I just don't... I, I, sometimes I don't understand this guy, and I see him in games all the time, and this happens every year. He plays one or two good games, and I get all these messages. I get my own mate saying to me, oh, Origin? Like, fuck, are you, are you for real? Are you serious? I, You know, he, he is built around inconsistency. He's built around brain explosions. He's got incredible talent. Don't get me wrong. His high-end talent is right up there with the very best forwards in the game and the very best players in that game. But you don't see it enough. 
Tavita's not the sort of guy that if you put him on the big stage in a big moment, he's not the sort of guy that you trust to get the job done for you. And I understand he hasn't played Origin. He hasn't played in grand finals. I understand that, and I hear that argument. But, I mean, I'm sorry. There's a reason why this guy hasn't. He is constantly not on the field. He is constantly suspended. He's constantly letting his team down in big moments. Uh, For me, Tavita... And, and I hope he proves me wrong. I really do, because I've been a huge fan of him. I draft him just every, about every second year in Supercoach because I believe he's got unbelievable high-end ability. He does. I have no doubt about that. But he's proven to be a little bit of a flat-track bully. Let's be perfectly honest here. I mean, we all remember last year, the night he played Jason Tamalolo, absolutely gave it to him. It was unreal. Everyone said, Origin, I'll pick him now. He has to be there. No one else can stop Tamalolo. I mean, the next few weeks after that, what did we see from Tavita? Suspensions, silly mistakes, selfish offloads. I mean, this is what this guy's been about for a long time, and I don't think anyone's ever really sat down with him and had a hard word. And if the Broncos have had a hard word with him, it hasn't worked. I mean, it blatantly obviously hasn't worked. Let's be honest here. Call a spade a spade. This has been an unsuccessful marriage for quite some time. He comes up with these unbelievable highlights. He will, he will do just amazing things that no one else can do once every month or so and then you just get disappointed with him outside of that you see poor offloads you see poor knock-ons you see mistakes in the play the ball you get like you can just always count on Tavita doing something silly to let his team down getting suspended for x amount of weeks he does this all the time he's missed so much football it's not even funny and then you know Tavita's got this side of him where he wants to be the man yeah and I back that 100% you need to have that in rugby league you need that sort of player in your forward pack but the way that he goes about it sometimes is just completely wrong. It is com- It just does not hit the mark at all. He's done it a number of times for the Broncos. I've always said, for me, Tavita, got the capability to be the man in this Broncos team. But you can't be the man if you're sitting in the grandstand, which Tavita has done for a long time now. He's going to miss a few more weeks now, and I understand there's a big crackdown uh, at, at the moment, and it, ca- it is a bit of a tough situation. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are missing football that they probably wouldn't have a year ago, but... I'm sorry, here's the Broncos at their wit's end and this guy that they're paying a heap of money to who's probably got more ability than anyone else in that system, he's going to be suspended again. Now, thankfully, the Broncos have told him before that that he can look elsewhere and I understand Tavita's not upset with that, not not happy with that, but this club has done so much for him. It, it blows me away, to be honest with you. And, you know, what? I, I think there was a couple of backhanders uh, in that in that interview from Tavita last night, but there was a lot of honesty as well, and he did say he's going to cop it on the chin. And, you know, part of me sees the backhand, and then part of me also sees, I think Tavita is a different bloke to what he has been in the past. I think he has matured a little, but I don't think he's matured enough, to be honest with you. Um, and maybe that's a bit harsh on him, and, uh, you know, I apologise to anyone that, that takes a, offence to that, but I just, I, I can't believe that he... Like you can tell he's not happy with the club, and I understand losing a contract, it can't be great, but far out. Look at the timeline here. Look at all the stuff you've put the club through. Look at how many weeks you've spent on the sideline, whether it be, you know, he's also had a couple of injuries, which I understand that happens to everyone, but the amount of time he has spent on the sideline through suspensions, which nine times out of ten, they are stupid brain explosions. They are stupid opportunities for him to show, hey, look, I'm the toughest guy on the field. I'm going to do this bit of this bit of thuggery or whatever it might be. I just, yeah, I don't know. It blows me away that he is so negative on the club, to be honest with you. But it's a reality of rugby league. There is probably more going on behind the scenes than what I'm seeing. But, I mean, I think the painting, the writing's been on the wall 
for a long time between the Brisbane Broncos and Tavita Pangai Jr., to be honest with you. I don't think he's the sort of guy that they can build a team around to get them out of the trouble they are in. And if you said to me, can you describe Tavita in three words, I would probably say talented, dysfunctional, and unreliable. Those are the three words I would use. Talented would be number one, without a doubt, because as I've said a number of times here, he has got raw ability that not many guys in our competition have. He is unbelievable, but he is dysfunctional. There is always issues going on. There is always a side story around Tavita Pangai Jr. There is always something off field. There is always, um, you know, some sort of brain explosion in a game, and there is unreliable. In the big moments, you can't rely on him. When he, you see him, he will make a 15, 16-meter run on third or fourth tackle. The Broncos are set. They've got their advantage. They've got their team on their back foot. And Tavita, sneaky offload is coming that no one's ready for, that it's just, it's just not on. It's just, it's, he has a lot of selfish play in him that I've never understood. And you know what? To Davida's credit, as I've said, he is so talented. And he and I, I know for a fact he came through the juniors. He was so dominant. One of my best mates uh, was the 5'8". He had the second row on his edge that was Tavita Pangai Jr. And he used to say to me, you know, it was great for me. I used to get the ball. I used to pass it to him. And he would he would score a try from 30 metres out. He'd break three or four tackles. Worst case scenario, Tavita would break three or four tackles and offload it back to him on the inside and he'd score. So Tavita has always been that guy that's just been able to do whatever he wants on a football field. But since he's come into first grade, he's had flashes where he can be that sort of guy. And you've heard all the comparisons. I mean, I remember someone telling me that he reminds him of Arthur Beetson. Like, fuck, what? People tell me he reminds him of Sonny Bill. So, what? Uh, sorry, what? How? How? On his absolute best day on a flat track, he kind of looks like Sonny Bill. He's kind of got that skill set. But beyond the field, he's not even close to Sonny Bill. He's not even close to Arthur. He's not even in the same ballpark as those fellas. He's not in the same postcode. And those guys would do it back-to-back each and every week. Just, and season-to-season. Tavita, he isn't consistent like that. He is unreliable. Let's be honest here. He is. And for me right now, when I sat there and I thought last night, ah, Tavita is going to leave Brisbane finally. I'm surprised it's taken this long. I wonder where he'll go. And when I thought about being unreliable, being a little bit dysfunctional, having a heap of ability and just always being so close to being relevant, you know which club I thought of. And then the words came out of Corey Parker's mouth. The West Tigers are looking into Tavita Pangai Jr. My God, I, I know I'm very negative on the Tigers, but this is why I'm negative on the Tigers. I mean, is there is there a player that would fit in more with who the West Tigers have been for the last decade or so? The Kings of coming ninth, the Kings of being almost relevant. And here they are, going out to sign Tavita Pangai Jr., the king of almost being relevant, the king of almost being the player that he should be consistently, except for dysfunction and unreliability, costs him constantly. I have a look at this West Tigers side. I mean, Joey Leilua. We've seen him at his absolute best at the Canberra Raiders, best center in our game. So destructive, so unbelievable. Can't defend is a spot defender, has been the entire time he's been in rugby league. You go back and you watch that 2010 grand final, even from his first few seasons. I mean, the Dragons, they, they saw Joey Leilua coming. Darius Boyd went, yep, there's our man. We're going to target him all game. Jason Nightingale scores two or three tries. They absolutely gave it to him. I understand he's a young fella, really tough, yeah? Really tough situation, but this is rugby league. Moved to the Newcastle Knights, same defensive issues. Moved to the Canberra Raiders, had the exact same defensive issues. I'm sorry, you might not like to hear it. Had the same defensive issues, but the attacking highlights were so good 
They all just ignored it for those two years there. And I understand if you're that good in attack, you can get away with it. But right now, Joey Lalua, since signing the West Tigers, he hasn't been that guy. He hasn't been. Uh, we went into the COVID break last year. I'm not sure if you remember, but the game before the COVID break, the Dragons absolutely gave it to the West Tigers. Absolutely gave it to them. And Joey Lalua conceded a heap of tries down his edge. He had three months. Three months at a crossroads in his career to work out what he was going to do, if he was going to seriously hone in on his defense, improve fitness, do all that. We came back and it was the same story. And uh, like, here we are we're hearing that he's now looking for another club once again. I mean, this is a guy that, for me, he fits in with the West Tigers perfectly. This is the sort of character they get. Jimmy the Jet, I've been a huge fan of him. I remember him as a teenager absolutely carving me and my team up. I've always been a huge fan of Jimmy. Unreal talent. Incredibly talented. But I mean, well, here we are. South Sydney, Penrith, Gold Coast, Brisbane, South Sydney again, West Tigers. That's six different franchises this guy's been to. He's like 26 years old. He's 27 years old. I mean, this is another guy that I don't understand this signing. I didn't understand it at the time. I didn't get it. This is, a, this is another character that is dysfunctional. He has always been dysfunctional. I don't, there's, I mean, I just, I don't understand why the West Tigers think constantly they are the club. Yep, we'll turn this guy around. Haven't turned anyone around. Have not turned a single player around. Who have the West Tigers signed that has been this sort of character that they have changed in any way, shape or form? I can't think of any. These guys constantly going to the West Tigers. I mean, as soon as I heard Tavita Pangai Jr. was going to be a free agent, I thought, fuck, you know who's going to sign him here? You know who it's going to be? It's going to be the West Tigers. Now, I'll, I'll tell you one player, one player that I think they've actually improved out of sight, and I can't believe the transformation he's made. It's been Luciano Leilua. Now, you will remember at the start of last year, as I said, they played the Dragons round two. The game got called off. Uh, the the NRL got called off after that for a couple of months in COVID. You had Joey Leilua, you had Luciano Leilua, defending against each other that day. They were in absolute all sorts. It was a disaster. They moved Luciano Leilua to the other side and he turned into an absolute defensive juggernaut. He went from offloading willy-nilly a lot like Leilua, his older brother, to just getting his 9 to 11 metres every single hit up and improving his team's position on every single run and not being a defensive liability. This is a guy that Michael Maguire has got through to. Yeah, and he's one guy that I forgot when I was going on my little spiel before. So complete credit to Luciano Lelua. He's been incredible. But you look at Joey, you look at Jimmy. I mean, you look at some of their signings this year as well. I mean, off of Hengawi, I'm sorry, unwanted by the Broncos that finished last, last season. Yes, played Origin the other night, but if he was a New South Welshman, I'm sorry. Is he in the top 50 guys that are playing for the Blues? I don't think he is. It was unwanted up at the Broncos. He's a guy that, when they got behind last year, he got worse. He 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 wasn't a game changer at all. This is a guy the Broncos, at the lowest point in their club's history, went, we're better off without him. We're better off without this guy. He walks into the West Tigers system. Has he done all right? Yeah, he's, he's done all right. I mean... Yeah, I mean, he's not the guy that we thought he was going to be three or four years ago. I'll tell you that much. He's not the guy I thought he was going to be anyway. I, I just, you know, another guy, James Tamu. I love James Tamu. I think it was a really good signing. I do. But you've got to remember, this is still a guy that was unwanted by Penrith Panthers. This is a guy that, yes, he was, and he was their skipper as well. They just lost a grand final because of experience. And the Panthers decided, we'll be okay without James Tamu. We will be okay. We'll let him go. They've, they haven't lost a game since with their full team. Yeah, they, they lost the last two games without, you know, 
eight of their best players, and that's the reality of State of Origin. Just ask the Melbourne Storm, the Sydney Roosters, and ask the Brisbane Broncos from 15 years ago too. Just the reality of rugby league. But there's a lot of these guys they've signed recently, and I'll tell you what, they're very... They're very un-Michael Maguire players. And this is what I've never understood about this franchise over the last two years, is that they went and got Michael Maguire. Now, we know Michael Maguire won the 2014 Premiership with South Sydney, ended the drought, unbelievable run, had a star-studded team, though. Inglis, Burgess, Reynolds, Dylan Walker, he was the best centre in the game at that point. It it was just a star-studded team. Sam Burgess was the best forward. Greg Inglis was the most destructive back. You had a young Luke Keary in that side. Uh, Johnny Sutton, 200-plus games experience there. Ben Teo off the bench. He was unreal that season. The Burgess brothers, my God. That, that, that was potentially the best front-row combination we've seen in a long, long time. In 2014, the Burgess brothers were unbelievable. And their entire game was built around, we're going to smash you through the center third with our big pack. Our fast and quick and strong outside backs are going to scoot around you. We're going to give it to Adam Reynolds. He's going to kick it into a corner. We're going to umbrella defense you and bury you down there. We're going to play field position all day, and we're going to beat you that way. And they did it perfectly. Fantastically. It was unbelievable. you got to remember also during that season, Sam Burgess announces he's going all of a sudden... If there wasn't enough emotion in South Sydney potentially winning a premiership, all of a sudden the key man, Sam Burgess, their leader, is leaving. It just added a little bit extra to it. They went on to win that premiership. Unbelievable scenes. Michael Maguire, the hero coach, unreal. A couple of years later, Madge leaves. Yeah, All good things come to an end. That's nothing against Michael Maguire. That's just the reality of sport, unless your name is Wayne Bennett, Craig Bellamy, or Trent Robinson. Even if your name is Wayne Bennett, good things still come to an end. Let's have a look around at the moment. They bring in Anthony Seabold. Anthony Seabold walks into this squad, another fantastic squad with South Sydney. Uh, we all think Anthony Seabold's a genius. They've got that left edge humming. It's unreal. Oh, my God, this guy, he's, he's, he's picked up Madge's, all of his dirty work, and he's built this team up again. They're unreal. He signs with Brisbane. We think Anthony Seabold is the worst coach in the world. I had people telling me that the Newcastle Knights aren't winning games because Anthony Seabold's in the building. How quickly we change our opinions on blokes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's just remember, when Anthony Seabold was there, he had a really good South team. We thought he was a genius. Same as when Michael Maguire was there at South Sydney, he had a really had an even better team. Let's be honest here. Oh, I've I've got nothing against Madge, but people have told me for years he is a defensive guru in rugby league. He is the best defensive coach off the back of 2014 when he had an unbelievable team and he did well. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not saying that anyone could have coached that 2014 side they would have won a premiership. But let's also be pretty honest here. I mean. If you had to cop coaching any team, geez, that 2013-2014 crop of South Sydney players led by Sam Burgess, led by Greg Inglis, it's a pretty handy squad to have on the back of also having Adam Reynolds. Whilst he was young, still the best kicking game in our competition at that point. Um, You know, I I just, I think that Madge, I think he can coach. I think he is a good good football coach, but I, I don't understand why he took this job and I don't understand 
why the West Tigers hired this guy. You saw the success that he had. I, sorry, let, 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 let me restate that. I understand why they hired this guy, but I don't understand why they hired this guy and then they've headed in the direction that they have. You are not heading towards what Michael Maguire does best. Could you imagine if three, four years ago, when Michael Maguire didn't have a job, he was a premiership winning coach from only a couple of years ago, a side that was built on defense, a side that was built on kicking into corners and burying teams in their corners. If I said to you, hey, when he comes back into first grade, these are the guys that are going to be in his team. Joey Leilua, Luciano Leilua, James Roberts, Joe Fengawi, David Nofaluma, and Tavito Pangai Jr. Do they sound like Michael Maguire sort of players? To me, they don't. All extremely talented all unreliable, all have defensive issues. This has been the entire problem with the West Tigers. I mean, could you imagine if they didn't win in 2005? Could you imagine if Benji and Scott Prince didn't pull, and and Tim Sheens, of course, Tim Sheens, we've got to give Sheensy so much credit for that, but where would this club be? You know, they they had last year. Harry Grant land on their doorstep. I told you for the last two years, this guy's the best hooker in the game. For me, there's no doubt about it now. They had him for an entire season. They also had Benji playing unreal footy. They decided they didn't need Benji. Benji's walked into the South Sydney system, and when he plays, he's absolutely carving. I, I, It still blows me away that this team made the decision that we don't need this guy. This is a guy that we don't need in our system. And I understand a lot of people wanted to move on. They wanted to do this. They wanted to hand the reins to Luke Brooks. And you all know I'm a huge Luke Brooks fan. I'm a big fan of him. And I think he's probably been playing... Probably his best footy I've seen outside of that one year. And then I look at the ladder. West Tigers, uh, 13th. 13th, sitting on 14 competition points alongside the Newcastle Knights. Have you been watching the Newcastle Knights over the last few weeks? Have you been watching them this season? And having a look at their team list every week and see the absolute out-and-out superstars that they are missing each and every week. Now, keep in mind... Tigers, they're currently sitting on 10 competition points, yeah? So they've played 14 games, they've had five wins. They're sitting on 10 competition points that equal with the Newcastle Knights. Now, keep in mind, the West Tigers, they were one of the lucky teams not to play the Penrith Panthers when all of their players were out. They beat them. That gave them another two competition points. That's essentially two competition points that no one else is going to get in this competition. Yeah, no one else is going to get those two competition points outside of them and Cronulla, They're the only sides that are going to play them when all these guys are rested. They both got a little bonus two points there. So if you take those two points off the West Tigers, because let's be honest here, if they played this Penrith Panther side at full strength, please, please, not even close, then they're not beating this Penrith Panthers juggernaut at the moment. And that's not really a huge insult to the West Tigers. That's a credit to the Penrith Panthers. But let's be honest here. That would put them on eight competition points. That would put them one win above the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Brisbane Broncos. I mean, the West Tigers, massive injuries this year. Not really. Luke Brooks playing close to the best footy we've seen. Dane Laurie, one of the rookies of the year, one of the best signings of the year, playing unreal, playing so far above his weight, it's not even funny. And still, 13th. Lucky not to be 14th. Lucky not to be one win above the Canterbury Bulldogs and the Brisbane Broncos. Have they got unlucky in games? Yeah, they have. But they this is, this is the whole issue with the West Tigers, close to being relevant close to being relevant. They don't close out games. We had Tom Rodotikas die a few weeks ago. We went to Leichhardt Oval to celebrate Tommy. A massive moment. They played the Cowboys, who, as much as they're coming seventh now, this team, they were going like an absolute busted asshole to kick off this season. The West Tigers conceded 40-odd points to the North Queensland Cowboys on that day. I just, I don't know. 
I, it just it's crazy to me. I mean, I mentioned before, you all tell me Michael Maguire is this defensive guru, and based off 2014, you could argue that. You know that you, you know in 2014 the South Sydney Rabbitohs they conceded a grand total of 361 points in the regular season. That's an average of 15 points a game. 361 points in the regular season. That was from 24 games. You know how much the West Tigers have conceded already in round after round 14? 374. They've conceded 13 more points in 10 less games than what Michael Maguire's team did then. You can tell me he is a defensive guru. You can tell me he's a genius, but... I mean, he's not far off doubling the amount of points he conceded that season. And I understand it was a gun South team. Don't get me wrong. I get that. really don't think Michael Maguire is the right man for this job. And if he is, you've got to let him go after guys that suit him. I mean, for, for me, as I've always say with the West Tigers, you know, there's the running joke they always finish ninth. But fuck, they always finish ninth. They are the kings of being almost relevant. Kings of kind of being good, but just not good enough to compete. That's the reality of who the West Tigers have been for a long time. And now they want to sign Tavita Pangai Jr. If these rumours are true, which I'm hearing more and more that they are, this is one that I just don't understand. This is another guy to add to this list of guys who are almost relevant. In big moments, in championship minutes, they're unreliable. You cannot trust these guys in big moments. You know that a brain explosion is just around the corner. When I watch this West Tigers side, it's like walking on eggshells. You're waiting for a Leilua, a Jimmy the Jet, a Nofaluma. You're just waiting for one of these guys to have some sort of a brain explosion. Just, uh, you know, and they're all talented players. Don't get me wrong, they're exceptional. I think David Nofaluma, he's got unreal ability. But I mean, gee whiz, we constantly ignore the defensive issues. We constantly ignore the poor body language. I mean, you have a look when David Nofaluma, when anyone around him ma- ma- makes an error, the arms go up, the head goes down, the shake in the head, the walk away from them. It's a whole process. You watch when David Nofaluma makes a mistake and it's a, the, the head's down, everything. It's like there's a funeral that's happened around him. I mean, I think this team, they have a lot of issues and I think we overlook because of so many of these players have such exceptional talent at their best. But the gap between their best and their worst is massive. It is massive. And more often than not, we don't land in the middle. We land more towards the worst. But being the highlights era we're in, we tend to remember the best. And I think this guy, Tavita Pangai Jr., who... You know, I might sound really negative of him, but I'm a huge fan of him. He's got unreal ability. I've said that a number of times. But, I mean, is this a guy that the West Tigers need to be adding to this squad? Is this the guy that they need to be adding? I just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me the sort of characters that this team goes after. I mean, a guy like James Tamu, sensational player, but I think you need these guys in positions that aren't the front row. I think you need these guys in your spine. I mean, another guy I had on the podcast, Jackson Hastings. I've got all the time in the world for Jacko. I think he's a sensational bloke. I think he's grown up so much. He's matured so much. But Jackson Hastings is now going to a club who has shown they're not the best at managing characters. And if it doesn't go well next year, you know who the finger's going to be pointed at. The finger's going to be pointed directly at Jackson Hastings because he's one of those players. And I'm not sure if this club is equipped to deal with that. Luke Brooks will be stoked. For the first time ever, the finger won't be pointed at him if Luke Brooks is still there. But I just don't understand the direction this club's going, to be honest with you. I don't understand the characters that they are targeting. I just don't think they fit in. As I said before, if I said to you three or four years ago, remember Michael Maguire, the coach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs in 2014? Coaching the Leilua brothers, Jimmy, Nofaluma, TBJ. 
It just doesn't make sense. It is just ludicrous to think about. I, I don't understand where this club is going. Maybe I'm negative on them. Happy to be proven wrong. I hope Tavita Pangai Jr. signs with them and he goes on to be the player that we know he all should be this year. But I must say, this is extremely nerve-wracking for me. I think it's going to be very hard to watch as a West Tigers fan. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.